Hello, I feel like I may need therapy. An hour and 45 minutes trying to sort out my audio. But never mind, we're here. Uh, this is ep- episode two of Fox Force 5. We came back for episode two, isn't that? That's pretty good, I think. It's a good start. Yeah, and it's been, uh, you know, great. We've had lots of input people listening in the last week. So thanks to everyone who gave it the 49 minutes of their time <laughs> to listen to the podcast. Or even like five minutes, because you only have to listen to it for like a minute, I think, to register as a <laughs> stream. <laughs> yeah. So just the one minute will do if you're not in love with us. <laughs> Don't tell them that. That means that they'll only listen to a minute and then turn it off. <laughs> Keep listening. Make your friends listen, please. Yes. Um, yeah, no, lovely feedback, actually. One of my friends got on to me um, the day after we released it and she was like, listen, um, would you mind talking a bit more about that patio heater that Nicola got? <laughs> <laughs> because it's all about the outdoor living, isn't it? This summer, like, I think it's going to be, um, everyone's going to be, it's going to get, it's going to turn into like the days of the decking back in the, the noughties, you know, everybody's going to get obsessed with their gardens and having kind of um, social, um, social appropriate gardens if you know what I mean <laughs> if, if that was the case you probably have to have a port in the garden but um, I think people are going to go to town and doing up their gardens and stuff and putting little mini bars in and things like that no I say that presuming we'll all be able to meet up soon but um, yeah so how's your des- garden design going oh it's uh, we actually gave up trying to put it together there on Sunday because it just got so cold and windy in the <laughs> evening time so uh, yeah we'll give it another shot now after this week I think it's supposed to be like really cold and wet and yuck but um, sure that's Irish people's pastime we love talking about the weather so exact it gives us something to talk about see there's nobody well, any news at all ever I'll tell you another <laughs> element you can add to it now right uh hot tubs coming oh, to yeah. Aldi, Aldi on yeah. Sunday the 11th 400 euro I mean well actually 399 if you're um it's like so affordable I was like uh-huh <laughs> you're not nailed to spend your money on I suppose yeah. um yeah like that's I don't know I don't think I could ever even if you said here's 400 euro to buy a hot tub I'd be like mm, can I buy something else <laughs> yeah you really want to like your back garden because you'd be spending a lot of time out there as well <laughs> Yeah, I do like the idea of sitting in the hot tub with a drink when it's kind of cold, you know, and just having mm. your little head peeking out. But um, save that for the old weekends away when they return, I suppose, you know, and that sort of yeah. treat element. Serious notions, though, you know, <laughs> gas heater yeah. into my uh, warm hot tub and uh, margarita in the hot tub. <laughs> I'd say oh, the, gas heater is, the gas heater is a necessity, my God. Everybody needs some sort of heat producing product um, if you're living in Ireland. So... Yeah, so we had loads of time in the garden this weekend. It was lovely, I must say now. But um, yeah, Baltic today. So there you go, up and down. But look, it wasn't raining over the weekend. So that's, that's the main thing. So if you haven't tuned in before, Fox Force 5, we're going to bring you five things every week that you need to know about. And I did so much chopping and changing in the past um, hour that I've lost all my notes and everything. So uh, Nicola, talk to me there for a minute while I find them. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'm good uh good filler um so why don't i just kick off and i'll uh, go through my first thing that i think everybody needs to know oh, i would love that yeah sorry i've got my notes yeah. now but yeah i think you're up first anyway so one okay so first thing this week is uh the tina documentary so oh, i'm not sure if yes. you heard about it but we did kind of mention it a little bit last week that documentaries are 
um, you know, getting more popular about singers and their history and all that stuff. There mm-hmm. seems to be lo- loads at the moment, Billie Eilish and all that. Um, so what a joy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I watched this yesterday and I laughed and I cried and uh, really? happy tears and sad tears. Now, I was a bit emotional because I couldn't get home <laughs> for Easter. So I don't know, is it just a bit uh, therapeutic to like have something to channel all that into? But mm. I really enjoyed it. Wow. It was um, it's amazing. Watch it's on Sky Documentary documentaries so anyone with sky can watch it it was originally on hbo as well so i'm sure you could get it um and now tv as well i think they're going to edit to so uh it was just brilliant it's all about tina turner's life from when she was about kind of 17 onwards that's when she met ike turner and their career together uh some of the music kind of background of the music what happened to her career obviously her marriage to Ike Turner and all of the, um, you know, dark side of her life, I suppose, while she went through a lot of, like, domestic abuse with him. Yeah, because um, what's love got to do with it? That's probably, God, that's probably 20 years old now, is it? Yeah, and that was, I hadn't seen that movie in probably 15 years, so it was like kind of seeing it again and hearing it again for the first time, mm-hmm. you know? I always think so, about Angela Bassett, that brilliant actress yeah. in that. She's in that terrible what night rescue nine one one or whatever it is, she's like a really tough cop in it, and I always think, oh God, how the mighty have fallen. She was so good in Tina Turner, but that yeah. part she plays in that is cringy. But uh, anyway, sorry, yeah, great film. No, she's as well. in the documentary as well, so she does have her input because obviously the movie was kind of a big moment for Tina as well. But mm. so interesting, um, goes through like I said, their kind of life together at the start, like as a couple, and what happened between them, and obviously you know really uh, quite upsetting some of the, the the story she told of how she was abused and what went on in their relationship and um one really interesting thing they talk about because obviously she had some music with him so some music she mm. you know produced with him and released together um when they were Ike and Tina um mm-hmm. um but one thing was Proud Mary so we all know Proud Mary we've all definitely Mary, had many <laughs> the scene of many uh, uh, overzealous performance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Love it. but um, it was a total flop in the US when they released it, which they covered that winter. Mad. Yeah, in the UK now, they loved it. And Europe, big number one. In the US, totally flopped. It's kind of like... Do you know what? Yeah. I must talk about that later on as well when we're on the music section about songs that aren't hits but make it massive down the line. So go on anyway, sorry. Yeah, but there it was interesting because they were saying in the US you kind of have to back in the sixties everything went into a bracket, so you were either R and B or you were Motown or whatever. Mm. And with Proud Mary was kind of a pop song, so it didn't mm. really have a genre, so hence mm. the uh, flop. But that was super interesting. Never knew that. And then it kind of travels through her life, you know, from when she finally um, left him, and she tells a story of like the night that she actually left him. It's quite harrowing. Um, and kind of you're hearing it all from her. She's, I mean, she's 81, which I nearly dropped wow. it when I realized that, like, fair play to her. Because she's still, mm-hmm. like, looking great. You know, she was interviewed and her current husband was interviewed. Lovely, lovely man. Lovely kind of love story Aww. there as well, which is fabulous. Aww. So all the emotions, Sometimes with like these I big said. celebs, you kind of forget that they're normal people. Well, some of them, mm. I suppose, some of them aren't. But you forget that they're real people with real feelings. And, you know, they go through these traumas and things as well. And that maybe all they want is, like to retire happily i'd heard that this is kind of like a farewell to her fans do you think do you think yeah, this is definitely. her kind of shuffling off the public eye now 
Yeah, that was a kind of cry at the end because it seemed very final. That was very okay. good. Um, oh. They did it very well. But, you know, I think that they talk about the movie and the book that she released before the movie and why they made the movie. And she was just so sick of being asked about Ike the whole time, you know, asked about her marriage. And this was like mm. 14 years after she left him, you know, mm. and she's still being asked about him and their marriage. She couldn't, you know, she was really struggling to just be Tina and it's all kind of about that journey and, you know, the release of What's Love Got to Do With It was like obviously a big, massive mm. kind of relaunch for her. But lots of criticism like at the time because, you know, uh, she was trying to get a record deal and everyone was like, didn't want to work with her, you know, 40 something year old woman. And, you mm. know, she, she hadn't done anything on her own just yet at that point. So it was just great. I absolutely loved it. Even if you're not a Tina Turner fan, <laughs> mm. I promise, like me this morning, you'll be uh, singing uh, Simply the Best while making your mm. uh, cup of tea, you know, at 8 o'clock in the morning before work. <laughs> so uh, it was brilliant. Loved it, loved it. And just on another quick note in terms of entertainment this week, I noticed on Netflix last night that Death Becomes Her is on it. So if anyone's oh, looking geez. for another thing to watch, I love it. What awful trash it was. But I do adore it. It's a great movie. So. <laughs> yeah the other thing is and you won't know this because you don't watch rt really but gray's anatomy is back on rt mm. oh my god my lifeblood although not so much in the last few years but still love it love it love it i've been getting my um, mcdreamy fix in devils as well i don't know oh, if you watch yeah. that no, it's quite that. complicated and all that but all right there's loads of handsome men in it so you know um, it's grand. <laughs> we'll stick with it. But um, so I get I got Grey's Anatomy and Devils in one night last week. I felt like it, it was the good old days of television. Um, nice. but yeah, cool. That's great. I'm gonna look forward to watching Tina now. I'll have to mark oh, that in my weekend fabulous. viewing. It was Aww. really brilliant. And what a woman, just what an amazing woman. She really was a powerhouse. So it's, again, yeah. I didn't want to spoil it, but it's well worth it. It's it's about two hours long. It's long enough, but mm. it's it's really brilliant. So enjoy. Cool, cool. So we have next some news on the work front. Number two. Two. There was an announcement at the start of the week about the right to disconnect. I don't know if you saw this, but essentially trying to separate our work from our home lives. And Mm. sort of in direct uh, juxtaposition to that, there was also an announcement around the right to request working from home or working remotely. So Mm. we'll talk about the right to disconnect first. So basically, like this should have been on the cards 15 20 years ago like I remember getting um my first Blackberry back in the noughties oh Jesus Christ the thing used to just ping <laughs> all the time before you know I suppose it was like you wouldn't like nowadays we're very familiar with how to get into settings and turn things on and off whereas back then it was like oh my god how do you stop the thing beeping you know what I mean yeah um and it was wrecking my head and eventually I just turned it off so that was that but um <laughs> anyway I think people, this is really tough because some people, depending on what kind of work environment they're in, like they're going home and they're getting emails or texts at all hours of the day and night. And if you get into the habit of responding to them or if there's a kind of a unwritten um, agreement that you will respond to them, like it's just snowballs and there's no differentiation between work and home. So the new, um, sorry, the Workplace Relations Commission Code of Practice came out this week and in that um, it states that employees can refuse to routinely work outside their normal hours and importantly they cannot be penalized for doing so so um, you can take a call or respond to an email but you don't have to keep working as it were um, and also then there's a bit of an onus on individuals too to not be contacting their colleagues or their boss yeah. you know um, in out of hours and like none of this is actually legal um, so it doesn't really have any teeth but at the same time 
if you don't implement this practice and if you, if you do end up in the the um in court with one of your employees over something in the um workplace commission or whatever this could be cited kind of against you yeah. so you mm. know it's it's in employers <clears throat> excuse me it's in their um gift to give it but they really should otherwise they could kind of come a crapper you know so anytime i've had the experience of this kind of really like i i would have worked out of ours but that would have been agreed and any time that I was kind of getting texts late at night, it wasn't great. Like, and it was certainly symptomatic of maybe workplaces that were had other pressures, or you know, things weren't going great, or I don't know. You know, you. I mean, you you work from home. Do you find like this, that that yeah, that so... switching off thing is difficult? I mean, you've always worked mm. from home, as in pre-COVID. I know a lot of people clearly yeah. do now, um, but you would have pre-COVID as well, so you've a lot of experience with it. Yeah, I suppose, like, obviously, yeah, everyone in the last year, probably everyone who's listening to this now has <laughs> worked from home at some stage, unless you're obviously, you know, going into, you know, hospital or nursing or doctors or anything like that, I mm. suppose. But, yeah, um, I suppose the biggest thing for me, as soon as I... Now, I'm a very sociable person, so I kind of found it hard going to home anyway. But then the biggest thing with the workload is just to, you know, you have mm. to kind of have your still your normal day and your eight-hour day and try to cut things off after a certain point because... You know, when you're kind of looking at a computer or even if it's, you know, kind of in a room that you're in and out of or anything like that, Mm -hmm. it can kind of have that negative impact on you where you're kind of constantly thinking up things or thinking about things you might have needed to do or whatever it may be. So, yeah, the biggest thing for me was work-life balance and just making sure that you're completely disconnecting when you do, you Mm -hmm. know, finish your day at half five or whatever it may be. Um. But yeah, so I think it's great. Very welcome change. I think mm. a lot of people have been really like their eyes have been opened to how tough it can be working from home as well and how it is hard to have that kind of turn off. So it's brilliant to see that things are being, you know, realized now mm. that they're actually taking on board people's feedback and people's lives and the importance of that. And the mm. request to work from home, I think, is brilliant. You know, yes. if you're in an office you don't need to be in, like mm. to be able to actually say, look, I need to work from home this day. Mm. It would, you know, make life easier for me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To be able to say that is amazing. So this, yeah, this has come out about in a kind of a strange way because the government brought out this Our Rural Future plan this week. And one of the proposals in it is this right to request remote working. Like they're talking about introducing legislation later in the year to support it. Now, there's other stuff in the report, like mad stuff, like turning pubs into community hubs and lots of jazzy stuff which you kind of feel like might be a sap to the rural community to be honest with you like we can't even get broadband sorted out so I'm not gonna (laughs) get carried away at the moment but um yeah like the thing is you could say sure you could anyone can request the right to work like you could request it but you'll just be turned down so again what's the where's the teeth in this like you know but what what it will mean is that they'll have to explain to you why not and again Mm you could challenge it you could actually take them to the workplace commission and challenge it if you don't think the reasons are um justified now i imagine if you're starting a new job you probably wouldn't want to get into a bad situation straight away with your employer like that but you know it might be that someone has like you said a situation where they need to be at home or they can't be doing the commute or whatever there might be a change to their situation and it would just make such a difference because i think that's one thing we've all learned this year is like commute is not good like you know the amount of time and energy everybody Mm. wastes commuting and the pollution and all that so like a step in the right direction you know and I think the whole pandemic has brought remote working forward about 20 years and when you think about as I said things like 
housing shortages, pollution, traffic, over demand on our health systems in Dublin and other other cities. Surely moving people out into the country is a great idea and they're reinvigorating rural communities. Mm. Now, a hardened liberal will probably tell you any conservative uh, politicians like the ones we have in government at the moment don't want people living rurally because it costs a lot more than if you cram them all into towns and cities. But sure, look, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and we'll say... Uh, we <laughs> won't go, go there right now. <laughs> hope, hope it doesn't go down the pen with the pandemic. So they, they were the two bits of work news. But the other, uh, which just caught my eye uh, about work, was LinkedIn have added stay-at-home mum as a job title and stay-at-home dad as a mm. job title. So yeah. for people who might have like given up work and yeah. did that for a few years or whatever, you can put that in as a title. Now... I get it, but I kind of feel like it's not going to change the world, you know. Like, we need to change people's attitudes to um, caring um, for children and being at home and, like, that being okay before just putting a title on it is going to fix it, you know what I mean? Because if an employer Mm -hmm. has something against people who stay at home to mind their kids seeing it on LinkedIn isn't going to change their mind, you know, yeah. like, but I you suppose... You know, what might be good though is if you have a gap in your CV that you, yes. or, you know, if you have a gap in your work history mm. or whatever, maybe decide to take a couple of years off when your kids are young or whatever, mm. maybe that will become more of a norm rather than just not mm. having anything for the two years and it being kind of a question or whatever, you know. True. Maybe that and it makes, an impact. Yeah, it makes their um, profile more yeah more solid like because yeah you might have a gap and they might be like oh i don't know what that person was doing then mm. even though i'm sure you can add in notes and all sorts of things to linkedin but look again it seems progressive anyway so well done linkedin it's probably only a pr stunt but never mind <laughs> um <laughs> right so moving along item number three three so fox of the week Violet Gibson went down a storm last week. Everybody was yeah. talking about her afterwards. Um, just one of those kind of comments I was getting was, um, never heard of her before. And I was like, there you go. Now, learn something new every day. So um, this week, we have a more modern representative uh, with the wonderful Jacinda Ardern, who is the New Zealand Prime Minister. And she's Fox of the Week for more reasons than one. But she was in the news this week because she put a video message out to... New Zealanders around the world or mainly in New Zealand for everything they've achieved this year in terms of tackling COVID and protecting health and saving lives and actually do you know what she was in the news again this morning because they've opened up a travel bubble with Australia New Zealand which is fantastic for them so um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit tell you a bit about her she's an MP since 2008 she's the uh, leader of the Labour Party since 2017 and she was in a minority coalition government with the Greens since 2017 she became the world's youngest head female head of government at 37 and she's only the world's second person to give birth in office uh, Benazir Bhutto was the other one and her daughter was born in 20, 2018 sorry she took six weeks maternity leave again well no actually this was a first she was the first person ever to take maternity leave in that role um, and she's done amazing things she's extended parental leave from 18 to 22 weeks uh, she recently allowed it was in the news here a lot she allowed paid leave for parents who experienced miscarriage they brought that in a couple of weeks ago she's done the amazing stuff around housing child poverty women's rights social inequality um, but she's had an awful lot to deal with in her time since she came to power oh my good god mm. 
Yeah, I mean, gee, even the, la <laughs> the last year alone, I think, talk about a test and mm -hmm. talk about handling it well. She was mm. literally the, the 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 person to follow in terms of how they handled it. Absolutely. And like, I know this sounds terrible, but in one way, I'm kind of sick of hearing about New Zealand and how I good know. it is at handling the jealousy. The I know, well, it's total it's jealousy, jealousy. But like, she's she's an amazing woman. It's just, you know, sometimes you'd be like begrudging how bloody well they handled oh, yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It is tough. It is tough watching them, but like, It also makes you think, what could we have achieved? But anyway, mm. being that we're a similar size island nation. But anyway, so yeah, so in 2019, the first big issue she had to deal with, as in disaster, was the Christchurch mosque shootings where 51 people were killed. And, you know, her approach to that was to go out and call for unity. You know, she yeah. was went out and met the victims. Do you remember there was a very um, famous photograph of her really hugging one of the victim's family, you know, and she's wearing the headscarf and she was showing sympathy and care. And she did a speech and she said, um, she was talking about the victims, sorry, talking about the victims. And she said, they are us. New Zealand has been chosen because it was safe, because it was no place for hatred or racism, mm. because we represent diversity, kindness, compassion, home for those who share our values. And then um, talking about the gunman, she said, you may have chosen us, but we utterly reject and condemn you. I thought it was very powerful. Um, and then her disasters continued when they had a volcano eruption on the White Island and 16 people died. Um, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten about yeah, that. That was yeah. mad, yeah. And then, like, I suppose a lot, what a lot of people say about her is that she's just so kind and her empathy comes across and she just kind of rubs off on people really well, you know. And um, she's always challenged the assumption that you need to be cold and calculating in politics, you know, and... If you like even look at that video that she put up last week, she's just smiling and chatting mm. and you know, she just seems so nice. And she's talking to you, not at you, which is what we're maybe familiar with here, you know. Yeah. Um, and she's I been in charge. She's... Yeah, she's been in charge the whole of the COVID-19 response, as you say, but she's been endorsed worldwide for her approach. Um, and it was funny, actually, I saw some research quoted um that took place recently on how female leaders responded and they to the to COVID-19 like and generally speaking they they acted more quickly and more decisively and therefore they've been more successful which is gas. really wow yeah very interesting and actually she took a 20% pay cut as well to close the gap between herself and people affected by COVID like that's unreal what did our lads do here I'm pretty sure they've had two pay rises since the start of COVID mm. like so, yeah, so when they locked down last year, she addressed the country and she said, you know, we must go hard and we must go early. And on the 15th of March, they had only 100 cases and no deaths and they locked down and they told anyone coming in, which was only returning Kiwis, they had to quarantine for 14 days and no mixing of households. And they basically had that for a month. And since then, they've only had a few short lockdowns. And as you said, life is nearly back to normal. They've had 2000 infections in total and 25 deaths. In total. Mad. And um, what's the population, I wonder, of New Zealand? About five million. Enough to us. Yeah. About five million, oh, yeah. So and then after all that, she also had to contest a general election last year, but they won a massive majority. They've got sixty five seats in the parliament, which again is a first never done since um proportional representation came in in New Zealand. So she's breaking ground left, right and centre. But as I say, like she's she's really good with social media. Like last year, even at the height of their crises, she was doing Facebook live streams. You know, she was talking straight mm. to the people on a platform that a lot of people use, you know. 
and she's a prolific poster and she talks to you know younger generations obviously by using social media like that but you'd have to wonder like what what could she achieve if she didn't have all these disasters you know (laughs) like if she was just doing Mm -hmm. a normal nine to five or whatever but I had a quick look at her Facebook there the other yesterday and it was like the last post was about how they're uh, increasing minimum wage boosting paychecks increasing pensions increasing student Mm -hmm. allowances like it just seems like utopia um and then the post the the more the post just before that was their person of the year the new zealand person of the year and she gave she was presenting the award to an epidemiologist called dr Susie wills now you should see this girl she's like pink hair black like black (laughs) lycra lace clothes you know and it was just you just love to see it it was like you know this is what we need like inclusivity like different people women you know it was brilliant so look i'm sure jacinda will be delighted to add fox of the week to her accolades um <laughs> i just wonder if they're taking visa applications now at the moment for new zealand so yeah so well right. done mm. jacinda ardern she's definitely definitely a fox to be respected yeah and they were in the news as well weren't they because of the uh giving you know uh, people time off for like miscarriages and mm. ivf and all that stuff as well it's brilliant and always it's always seems to be coming from new zealand lately anytime there's anything that i wish our country was doing it's uh <laughs> based on new zealand are the ones doing it yeah but they've, yeah they've definitely got a really good approach and um yeah maybe in years to come if we get a stronger labor party in this country or some other liberal party they might follow in their footsteps but who knows uh cool that was fox of the week next up number four four so moving on to uh my uh recommended and uh, maybe a social media follow of the week uh-huh. <laughs> seen as last week i did fast hold now obviously we won't be doing this every week but just uh wanted to talk to you about another account that I'm really enjoying lately uh, especially because we're on the hunt for our own house at the moment oh. which is going disastrously as you can imagine in a oh, pandemic there's so much banter about the house mm. prices and everything oh, like God. it's anxiety we won't go inducing. into the house prices okay, mm, okay. <laughs> it's so depressing but um on Instagram at ugly Irish houses uh great great crack I think uh Irish people love we're so nosy mm. by nature Irish people mm. you know we love the gas we love knowing what's going on in people's lives. And we love seeing inside of people's houses, mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm-hmm. So daft.ie is <laughs> place to be. similar for my enjoyment levels. But um, I just really like ugly Irish houses. It's uh, Some of the, the, the images on it, you kind of look at it and you're like, okay, that's a bit unassuming. That's just the front of a house. Looks fairly normal. Mm-hmm. And then like a few swipes and oh my days. Mm-hmm. Some people's uh, decoration choices are outlandish to say the least <laughs> i think when they started Somebody's... first it was kind of more like structurally ugly you know they were like look at this oh, it's yeah. built really badly there's no windows or whatever and over mm. time yeah they have kind of morphed into this um it's even like the interiors and the decoration oh god it would nearly make you puke some of it's so bad it's so bad oh just oh, and it's just over the top everything is so over the top i love it but it i thought it was good um account for people to follow if they've been enjoying you know home of the year mm. as well on rt the finals on today oh, it is, so yeah. again another reason why i think you know irish people yeah as a, as it's kind of like the opposite like, of that though <laughs> yeah it's like the yeah exactly it's like the, it's the ugly it's, side yeah it's like the bad end of interiors etc like um but it is yeah and uh, there's uh, it's funny because like you see these trends don't you in the 
pictures mm. like there's always this high glass kind of thing going on in some places and then in other places like you, people are really religious and they've got religious stuff all over the house and then you've got ones where they've got like red leather all over the house you know it's like oh my god what is going on you wonder on? like what goes on oh. or like leather walls and like padded oh. walls it's like what goes on in that room <laughs> and just some of them you can't help but think it you know you see some of these bedrooms and you're like oh my god and there's god. like mi- mirrors in opportune places <laughs> yeah, and wow. all that but it actually reminds yeah. me of a couple of weeks ago did you see Sinead O'Connor's house was up for sale it's on it as well. Oh. They actually have it on the account, so check it out oh, for sure. Yeah. There was but, a lot of bright yeah, paint wow. used in that. Dear God, yeah, yeah. Anyway, each to their own, I suppose. It's Sinead's house, I thought, though. Like, most of it, I kind of liked. Like, it was just very bright, but then was, the bedroom... It was quite hippy-dippy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, mm, it had yeah. a lot of potential, like, I reckon. But, yeah, it's funny because, like you know, house hunting, you kind of have to see past the decor and stuff mm. like that. And, and you know you could knock out walls and make your own space and put your own touch on it like you know because oh god some of these houses are just i don't even know well yeah yeah the, the house hunt is a not great crack i must say sure you can't even go see anything so you know you're pretty mm. much bidding on a house that you can't even go see mm. you might do a drive-by and that's about I it i kind of can't but, believe um, that people yeah. are buying houses without walking into them like it's mad Mad. I think people are panicking a little bit too. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, we have a bit of money and we have a deposit. And yeah, because that's the thing. Something and then, yeah, people oh, have been able to. Away. Well, thankfully, people who haven't been affected by COVID in terms of their pay slip have managed. Some people have managed to save up, so they're in a better position for buying. So that's going to drive up prices. And okay, we said we wouldn't go into it. Oh my god. Ah. Yeah, I know, yeah. I just, uh, like, last week they were like, oh, yeah, people who've gotten engaged during the pandemic, you know, those poor people. And then literally the next <laughs> conversation was people. So for the listeners, poor, poor Nicola house, got so. engaged during the pandemic as well. And now she's yeah, trying, to trying to plan a wedding too. and buy a house in the pandemic. Era, you look back and laugh eventually. Yeah. <laughs> But it's anyway, just again, another uh, distraction from the real world. You know, nothing political, nothing COVID related, just really ugly houses that will give you a laugh. So, so um, definitely on Twitter. What else is it on? Is it on Insta? It's on Instagram. Um, Instagram's where I, I look okay. at it. Um, it's on Twitter, but I suppose yeah. I'd look at it more. On so, Instagram. at Ugly um, Irish Houses. Yeah, cool. Exactly. And uh, enjoy uh, home of the year. We might discuss it next week. Whoever wins, yeah, so some some unreal. Oh, unreal! There. Really jealous. That's another thing. You'd be. <laughs> I don't really watch that because you'd be half sick. Look, it's like, amazing. You're houses. like watching it going. Yeah, it's nice. Like, but I wouldn't have done that. Like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have. And you're like, yeah, right. Because even if, if you even had the budget and the place and the time oh, to do it, you know. Yeah. But it's like you can get snobby about it sitting there on your own watching it you know yeah like i like that the man but I with the piano as oh yeah the, yeah the guy with the piano in the kitchen was very controversial my god people were not happy with that yeah i just think look a few of the balls to do is go on away it's your own house yeah do whatever you want I, and i suppose you know? that's the thing with ugly irish houses as well like you know it's grand for us to sit here and laugh but sure somebody loves that you know and someone else might love it too and each their own like and what's that what's yeah. that expression one man's medicine is another man's poison or whatever that's totally not the saying but you know what i mean like it's <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean yeah but it's a good old uh, like i said it's just a bit of distraction from the world that's my big thing lately yeah. trying to find anything that you can just uh completely turn off and just have a laugh yeah. at and most of these houses too were like you know really 80s kind of chic yeah, so yeah, yeah, um yeah, yeah very retro cool. but um so enjoyable okay that's uh uh at Ugly Irish Houses. Ugly Irish Houses. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Next up, we have number five. Five.
five. Okay, this week on the music slot, I'm going to be talking about Demi Lovato's new album, The Art of Starting Over. Um, I'm not going to talk about albums every week on the music slot because that would be really boring and I'm sure anybody under the age of 35 would be like, what's an album? No, but you know what I mean? They'd be like, singles or... A CD. <laughs> yeah, I know, streaming, all that. Maybe you should be talking about playlists rather than albums, but uh, this caught my eye anyway this week. I wouldn't be like a Demi Lovato fan by any means, but she's got a bit of a kind of a interesting story you know she's not one of these disney mm. disney kids you know that um was kind of it's a pressurized or forced but was in you know was a child star and kind yeah. of was put into a lot of beauty pageants and all that stuff and the reason i know actually this now is because i've watched there's a documentary out to go along with the um launch of the album so i watched the first there's seven episodes it's a bit drawn out like but i watched the first Oh, I don't know why they do but this. But it's, it's total stuff, fan you know? stuff. It's fan fodder, yeah. you know. Fans love mm. it. And I would love it if it was a band that I really liked. I'd be like, yes, tell me everything. Um, but, mm. so seven episodes. So the first two episodes kind of really focus on... She had... She overdosed two years ago. And very... Mm. I saw the video. Oh, very like bad. Yeah, video, nearly died. Yeah. yeah, so... This album really is about that sort of experience and kind of overcoming it. Um, and now she's been left with, I mean, she had like serious um, issues. She had like three strokes and a heart attack after this overdose and it's left her with vision impairment and mad stuff. But the album, as I say, kind of starts off on, oh, everything's terrible. And then there's kind of a midpoint and then there's like an end. Everything's fine now, you know. So it's a little bit like nearly too perfect. But there's... It is, there's really good songs on the album. There's a bit of superfluous stuff, but there's actually really good songs on the album. And she's got a serious voice. Like, she is a belter. You know, she is, mm. she's actually a really wonderful singer. Um, But, yeah, it starts with a song called, oh, Anyone, I think. And it's called, kind of like almost her crying out for anyone to help her. You know what I mean? The second album yeah. then is called Dancing with the Devil, which is a bit cliched. Um... The chorus kind of goes, uh, I was dancing with the devil, out of control, almost made it to heaven. It was closer than you know. And she's telling the truth, like, she did really nearly die, you know. Um, and then mm. there's a, a lovely song actually after that called I See You, Madison's Lullaby. And Madison is her little sister. And it's interesting because in the Aww. documentary, it, and it's really sweet, it sounds like a mother singing to a daughter. But in that documentary, she was talking about the first time she got sober when she was like 19 years old. And the reason she got sober was because her family threatened her with not being able to see her sister anymore because of her behavior. Oh, God. And so That's they're terrible. very close. And obviously, medicine means an awful lot to her. But, you know, you're kind of like, who's looking after who here? You know, because it seems like medicine kind of saved her. And here we are again, like Demi keeps falling into these traps, you know. But anyway, there's... But Kayla, I have to constantly save you too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You always picking me up when I'm down. Although if our family was like, you know, don't get to see Nicola, you'd probably take up something. <laughs> oh yeah. Are you put if it's in relation to abusing alcohol? I'm not sure if you push me towards it instead of away from it. But anyway, you, Nicola makes the oh, best margaritas. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. Come, yeah. come see whenever you're on health kick. So it's pretty. Yeah, it's all about the margaritas. Yeah. So um, funnily enough, actually. 
the next song on the album is called The Art of Starting Over and it's actually a really catchy disco kind of song. Mm. Um, I think she's maybe channeling. Has she released that? Has she? Maybe. Is that the maybe. release Maybe. Not sure. Maybe. Um, but she's channeling the kind of bright future that she sees now but like listening to it you could definitely see yourself like sitting on your balcony having a little drink as the sun sets before a night out uh, I need a holiday <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actual heat oh, on your skin oh my god uh, but, a lot of people have been talking about that lately and oh god I'm sick oh, like the thought you know after the pool or when you get out oh, of the pool to cool down oh, and then you have to go back to the pool I, was, I started doing oh, a guided meditation with Stuart here my husband the other day I was like let's have a guided meditation you're lying on a sunbed outside the pool it's very hot but you're cool because you just came out of the water you're thinking about where you're going to go for dinner that night you're wondering should I turn over and pick up my book or am I too hungover to read right now maybe I'll just have a little nap or a sip of my ice cold <laughs> oh, you got interrupted by some child crying I'm sure um, <laughs> so yeah anyway back to uh, Demi Lovato there's a few um, artists feature on this Ariana Grande Saweetie and Sam Fisher but to be honest with you they make no contribution really like Demi's the star that voice of hers when she's belting it out is great um, there's a cover of Mad World which is completely pointless it's that you know that song that was on Donnie Darko Mad World oh yeah that yeah thing. God, it really haunted us there for a long time yeah. too, wasn't it? It was like number one for ages. I don't years. know why she's put it on <laughs> there. Ages that year. But the last track yeah. on the uh, record is called Good Place and basically it's very self-explanatory. She's trying to convince us everything's oh. okay again and she is in a good place. But like, I think she's one of these people. She's just a bit damaged and she's just, she was um, sexually assaulted as a teenager and actually she was sexually assaulted Um the night she overdosed as well so yeah and actually I think the person who assaulted her she actually started a relationship with them as well crazy stuff she's got a serious story going on and as far as I know at the moment now she's not actually sober she's like drinking in moderation I don't know if she's doing drugs or anything but she's kind of saying she's trying this new approach which isn't complete abstinence you know so Mm. yeah I worry about her and I wasn't even a fan of hers two weeks ago, you know what I mean? But I've read a few things about her and she just seems like one of these characters that has just been, had the public eye, the gaze on her too much. But her album has something to say, so yeah. definitely worth checking out. A couple of great new albums coming out in the next couple of weeks, London Grammar Paul McCartney, so I will talk about them at some stage. But the other bit of music news that I referenced earlier was The Killer's Mr. Brightside has set a new chart record after spending 260 weeks or a whole five years in the UK's top 100. Jesus. And it never... It went to number 10 when it was released. That was... Oh, sorry, when it... It never hit when it, it was one. actually re-released in 2004 and the highest entry ah. it ever achieved was number 10. Can you believe it? It streamed 1.2 million times a week on average. Wow. wow. And it sold... God, it's it's one of those sounds that I kind of love to hate it. You know, like yeah. if, if you're in the right atmosphere, then it's brilliant because it brings back all these happy memories. Yeah. But you'd never mm, put it on, would you? You'd like never put it on, over. but you'd no, have it on. Like no. if it came on, you'd definitely listen to it. You wouldn't turn it off. Strange one, yeah. So played to death though, as well at the same time. You know? Played to death. <laughs> all right, yeah. So um, that's neat. The music carry on for this week so we're probably hitting the 49 50 minutes again this week nicola after saying we'd only be half an hour but look sure the chat is immense it's great crack talking to you (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm going to have to go on. I was going to see if anyone has any um, suggestions for any topics they would like us to cover or anything that's in the news and they want us to chat about. Absolutely. They yeah, want yeah. And we love, we love add, the feedback. Add, and now that we're up and running on all the various mm. podcast platforms, you can actually subscribe wherever you get your um, podcasts. And most importantly, oh my God, if you would give us a review, only if you enjoy it though, not if you don't like it. If you don't like it, just keep moving along thank you very much but if you do uh we would love we would love your positive feedback and because that would encourage basically like apple's algorithm or whatever pod platforms they um depending on how many reviews and how many positive reviews you get they they start promoting it to other people as um when they're browsing mm. so we'd love to extend our listenership beyond our friends and family <laughs> so um not that you're not all brilliant you know so yeah um, you're all brilliant yeah. Tell your family, tell your friends, pass it along and uh, yeah, give us a positive review and you can subscribe as um, I was saying. Also, our our social media is up and running so you can get us on Twitter and Insta and Facebook at FoxForce5Pod. There you go. Any plans for the rest of the week, Nick? No, um, it's supposed to be nice at the weekend, I think, just cold, so uh, might we might power wash outside. <gasps> <Ooh>. <laughs> the glamour, oh my Getting days, that amazing garden set up for the um, mm. for when we can all finally meet in October, probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been doing this thing where I was ordering these boxes of wine, <laughs> it's a subscription, like box of wine <laughs> club, and I have so much nice wine now that I was keeping for people to come and visit. That's not going to happen. So I've started drinking that. I tell you what we'll so, do, right? Uh, we'll have a wine funny. soiree and we'll invite everyone who listens to the podcast round. <laughs> You'll have that much Why wine not? by the time it happens that we can have like a uh, a wine. What did we have before? A wine and cheese evening. I, I mean, it sounds heavenly, yeah, yeah. heavenly in mm. your new garden with yeah. your hot tub and your patio heater. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it'd be great if I actually owned my own garden. But, you know, watch the space. Maybe one day. We're on the journey with you. We're on the journey with you. (laughs) Okay, thanks to everybody who listened this week. And we'll be back next week to tell you five things you need to know. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.